are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspic, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week, either today or tomorrow, to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. And today is opening day. It is my favorite day of the year every year. Last year was tough because this day did not come until late July. But otherwise, it's always right around now beginning of April, and it's just such an exciting day. The Giants, oddly, are starting in an American League park, and they're starting at night, but, you know, I think that probably means more more of you are going to get a chance to watch the game tonight, because in the middle of the day, sometimes we can't take off work, although there's a lot of people, myself included, who think that opening day should be a national holiday. So it's very exciting. The Giants have finally released their 26-man roster. So we're going to talk about the roster. We're going to make overall predictions and expectations. And I also want to preview this game tonight and preview this series a little bit with the Giants taking on the Mariners. Of note, we've already had in the league a COVID outbreak with a team. And so uh, the Mets and Nationals game today has been postponed, and it also won't be played tomorrow. So that is not good, but last year, I mean, the league kind of proved that it could deal with having this happen, although over the course of 162, it can get even more complicated, I would think. And last year, it required like a zillion double headers to to make up for the missed games. So I just wanted to throw that out there so everyone's aware. But let's talk about the Giants. So I think probably the appropriate place to start before we preview this game and this series is kind of a bigger picture look at the roster and predictions and my expectations. So there's really no surprises. And and if you've been following this show, we've been talking about the roster for the last six months. And by the way, congratulations. We made it through the offseason. To me, it kind of actually went by fast which it normally does not. But so there's no surprises compared to what we kind of expected all, not all offseason, but recently. So the right-handed pitchers for the Giants, Johnny Cueto, Anthony DiSclefani, Kevin Gosman, Reyes Maranta, Tyler Rogers, Aaron Sanchez, Logan Webb, Matt Whistler. Left-handed pitchers, Jose Alvarez, Caleb Berger. Harleen Garcia, Jake McGee, and Wandy Peralta. So those are your pitchers. There's 13 of them. There's really no surprises. And it's hard to say 
because you know there's some conversation about how it's a surprise that the Giants didn't add any of these non-roster invitees that they brought into camp relievers specifically to their roster. But at the same time, as I look through these pitchers, there's not a single one where I'm like, oh yeah, that guy should not be on this roster. So it it was a question of depth to begin with. Like they would have optioned Kayla Berger or Wandy Peralta to get a non-roster invitee onto the roster. But those guys deserve to be here. So that's just, you know, the pitching is probably the weakness of this team or defense. But it's not that weak. It, they're, they're solid guys, 1 through 13 here. So the position players, the catchers are Kirk Casale and Buster Posey. Infielders, Belt, Crawford, Wilmer Flores, Tommy Lastella, Evan Longoria, and Donovan Solano. So Belt and Longoria, able to be in there. There was definitely questions about if they would perhaps start the year on the injured list, but no, they're ready and in Seattle. Outfielders, Alex Dickerson, Mauricio Dubon, Darren Ruff, Austin Slater, and Mike Yastrzemski. So it's kind of the same story. It's just there's not really a spot that you can point to and say, oh yeah, that guy should not be on a major league roster, or even if it's a question that he should be on a major league roster. Should note that on the pitching side, the Giants did put Alex Wood on the injured list. So that, again, like when Wood comes back, it's hard to say who shouldn't be there. So the Giants are going to have you know, decisions to make every time they need to bring somebody up about who would go down. So anyway, there's your roster. My prediction, if you haven't heard it by now, my bold prediction for this team is that they're going to go 86 and 76. I expect them to continue to hit well. They hit well in 2020, and I think they probably won't quite continue to hit at that level, but I actually wouldn't be that surprised if they did. The influence of their hitting coaches, Donnie Ecker, Justin Veely, and Dustin Lind, were clear and convincing, in my opinion. And there's good reason to believe they could continue that to an extent this year. On the pitching side, I think they're a lot better and deeper than they were last year. I still think that there's a lot of risk because several of these pitchers, Aaron Sanchez, Reyes Maranta, and Alex Wood, as a few examples, have really serious kind of injury histories. And so if several guys go down, and maybe an unexpected guy or two, like for example, if the Giants lost Kevin Gosman to an injury, I don't know that they could really sustain that it would be tough because on paper this pitching staff is okay but I don't know it's just to me not going to be the strength of the team so that will be something to watch I think the bullpen is gonna be good actually like really underrated and quietly kind of good ton of turnover from last year pretty much all the guys who struggled are not here anymore so I would expect this bullpen to quietly become a strength also. So there you have it, 86 and 76, calling it now. I think that's kind of a, I don't want to say best case scenario, but that's it is a little bit of an optimistic outlook. They could definitely do worse, but I don't think they're just clearly a below 500 team. I think to me, they look like 500 or a little better than that on paper. So coming up next, we're going to continue this discussion and then get you set for tonight's opening night game against the Mariners. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Like I said, Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. 
The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Giants once a week. Yes, you'll have a chance to chat with me, and you might even be featured on the Locked On Giants podcast through our locker room conversations. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Ben Kaspik to be notified when my room goes live. I'll be going live later this week and every week thereafter. I can't wait to hear all of your thoughts, so I'll see you there. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use on more important things like the mortgage or food. So why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Random example, a fuel pump assembly for a 2005 to 2010 Honda Odyssey costs $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store, and just $216.79 at rockauto.com. rockauto.com is for everybody and doesn't require membership or even account logins. Best of all, they're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, coming up next, we're going to get you set for this opening series against the Seattle Mariners. You can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I can't wait. I really want to get into this series, talk about expectations for this series, and then look ahead in the schedule. You know, this has been off-season content, all off-season. I, I was going to look and see how many episodes we've done since the last Giants game. If we're doing about five a week, that would be about 100 episodes. So I am ready to start talking about some actual baseball games. So at the time of this recording, we don't have any lineups yet. But as I have said a thousand times, the Mariners are going to start three left-handed pitchers in this series, including tonight, Marco Gonzalez. So the thing about Marco Gonzalez is that he is not an overpowering guy. He's kind of a soft-tossing, crafty left-handed pitcher. So honestly, I have the slightest bit of concern that that's not the type of guy you want to face on opening day. And the reason for that, this is maybe this is just a bogus theory, but in my mind, I'm thinking opening day, you're a little bit amped, right? Like adrenaline is pumping. It does not feel like a normal game. Once the season gets going, you calm down and every game doesn't feel like this. But today is going to feel like a playoff game for these guys. And then, so I just don't know if that type of pitcher is the type of guy you want to face when you're overamped. I feel like you could get a little bit outside of your plans and get a little jumpy, and that plays totally into Gonzalez's hands. That is what he's trying to do. He's trying to get you off balance. 
He's not just trying to come at you and overpower you. I think maybe that that type of pitcher, the guy who's trying to just come at you and overpower you, might be a better fit. But all that being said, I have enough faith in the Giants lineup, especially the lineup they're able to throw out there against lefties. Honestly, I think the lineup against righties is now pretty darn good also, especially with the addition of Listella, Belt, Yastrzemski are in there, etc. But the lineup against lefties was really, really good in 2020 among the very best in baseball. And so I'm just going to give you what I think is, is going to be the lineup or something close to it. Who's going to be in there? So I do believe we're going to have Austin Slater leading off and playing left field. So, you know, left field is where Dickerson will play when there's a righty starter on the mound. But with the lefty going, it's going to be Slater. Batting second, this it already gets a little tough. It very well could be Mike Yastrzemski. And I care less about the order right now and more about who's going to be in there, in my opinion. So we've got Yastrzemski coming off his eighth place MVP season. And I think he just kind of sticks in that number two spot in the lineup, whether there's a lefty or a righty. The The quality of it, his at-bats against lefties have been that good. So we'll go with Yaz in right field batting second. And then batting third, I think we're going to see Donovan Solano playing second base. It really is tough for me to say batting fourth. You know, I'm thinking here, I'm sitting here like Darren Ruff and Wilmer Flores should both be in this game considering the lefty starter. But at the same time, if you have them both in the game, that means that Brandon Belt is not playing because they are going to have a DH today and for this whole series. But, you know, only one of those two can play DH and then the other one is going to have to be at first base in order to get them both in there. So I honestly don't know. I'll say batting fourth, the DH, Wilmer Flores or Darren Ruff. I don't know. Maybe we just don't see belt. And so I'll say batting fourth, Wilmer Flores at first base. And then batting fifth, we'll say Darren Ruff, the DH. Batting sixth, Evan Longoria at third base. I think him against left-handed pitchers is a good fit. His defense is stabilizing and he's still able to swing it against lefties. I think, though, there's a chance when there's a righty starter on the mound that he doesn't start and that Tommy LaStella actually becomes that starting third baseman on those days, which would enable them to keep Solano or Flores at second base. Because otherwise, if LaStella plays second, you're just benching two of your better hitters right there in Flores and Solano in favor of Longoria, and I don't know that that's the right move. So batting seventh, I guess Brandon Crawford at shortstop. I think he's going to be in there, even though there's a lefty on the mound because his defense is so good. And then Mauricio Dubon needs to play center, and he is who I have batting eighth and playing center. And I'm just realizing as I say this, I've been planning all along to put the pitcher in the number nine spot, but the pitcher's not going to bat, so I forgot about the catcher. So Buster Posey is going to be in there. I completely forgot about the catcher position. This whole DH, no DH thing is messing me up. Really wish the league had just gone with the DH and the the league and the players had agreed to that. But it didn't happen. 
it definitely throws me off because we're not going to get it this year, but we are getting it for the first series. So anyway, I would expect Posey to bat like sixth instead of, you know, in place of Longoria. And then that could put Longoria seventh. That's a pretty deep lineup. That's kind of what I'm talking about. And then you can go Crawford eighth, Dubon ninth, something like that. I don't expect too many deviations from that in terms of who's in there. The question to me is going to be Flores and Ruff in that situation I described. So coming up next, we'll talk about Kevin Gosman, what to expect, how many innings out of him today. And then we'll just one last time get you set for the start of the regular season. But first, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing, and baseball gets underway this Thursday. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Lots of baseball action you can get in on at bet online we'll be talking about it a lot as the season goes on i feel like there's some opportunities there so go and check out what they've got to offer head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit with the promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts we've been telling you about built bar the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now's the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is Coconut Brownie Chunk versus Cookie Dough Chunk. And this is the championship. And so I am totally 100% on board with Cookie Dough Chunk. Coconut, totally not my thing, but I love this cookie dough flavor. How are you voting? Let me know, and be sure to go to BuiltBar.com or follow them on Twitter to vote on today's matchup. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com, and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. All right, so as promised, I want to talk about Kevin Gosman a little bit, what I expect from the pitching in this series, and then just final thoughts as we get underway here in 2021. There's also news about fans coming into Oracle Park. The Giants announced today that they're going to they've received permission from the city of San Francisco to allow about 9,000 fans. I forget what the percentage is, like 20%. Yeah, that sounds right. That would come out to about 9,000. So they're they're going to allow fans, but you're going to have to prove either vaccination or a recent negative COVID test. So that's interesting. I think it's a great call. I mean, in Texas, for crying out loud, they're just like, they're allowing full capacity on opening day. And obviously no vaccination required, no co- no negative COVID test required, just pure insanity out of Texas. So nice to see the Giants and the city of San Francisco being responsible and also really excited that we're going to have some fans in the stands when the Giants come home after this six-game 
road trip to start the year. Giants always start on the road. I, I do believe it is something that they request. I think that they they get in return to finish out the season at home. And honestly, that's probably a good thing. I mean, when it if it comes down to the wire, you definitely want to be playing those games at home. But at the same time, people are ready probably for the Giants to start at home. I mean, the fans at some point would probably like to see an opening day at home. And also, I wonder with the new front office if they're no longer making that request and that maybe it was just a coincidence this time. It's really weird that they're starting uh, with an interleague series. I was thinking, okay, well, there there always has to be at least one interleague series now that there's 15 teams in each league instead of it used to be 16 and 14 before the Astros moved to the AL West, to the American League. But there's two interleague series today. So maybe I'm just mistaken and there's always two, but I don't think so. So weird, very weird MLB, but whatever. I guess that's the new world we're living in. Interleague is not that big of a deal and it's just something we see all the time. But I mean, I'm going on a tangent already. Uh, I don't like anymore having different rules. I don't like that you go into the American League Park and you've got a DH and then you come home and then you don't. It doesn't really make any sense. So I'm okay with the DH coming to the NL. I used to be very strongly against that, but I've softened over the years on it. And we saw it last year and I don't think it wasn't like, oh man, I hate this brand of baseball. If anything, I'm just tired of watching pitchers hit and it's going to be interesting to see them hit this year after an entire year where they did not hit so I do not look forward to that and I wouldn't be surprised if we see some pitcher injuries due to batting in fact Zach Gallen the best pitcher on the Diamondbacks hurt himself swinging the bat he broke a bone in his arm so you know that that stinks so anyway Kevin Gosman is going to take the mound for the Giants tonight against Marco Gonzalez. So Gosman is a different, very different type of pitcher than Marco Gonzalez. Oh, one thing I wanted to say, remember I was talking about how I thought that maybe Marco Gonzalez was not the type of pitcher you want to face on opening day? Well, on the flip side of that, as I was saying it, I was thinking maybe he's overamped and he's not the type of guy you want pitching on opening day because he relies on command and maybe having the adrenaline makes him lose some of that command and feel for his pitches. Who knows? Maybe it all cancels out and it's just, you know, he is who he is and the Giants hitters are who they are and may the best team win. But Gosman, I mean, he it's going to start a very interesting and significant season for him today. He had this excellent 2020 He really seemed to get better and be the best version of himself to a large extent in 2020. It did not look like just some fluky season. And if you watched, you know, he was was pretty dominant at times and pretty much the whole season, actually. Mid to high 90s fastball, devastating splitter. He has a splitter and a changeup. I honestly don't know how they are different in his repertoire, like, I don't know if when he throws one, I can say, oh, that was a splitter versus, oh, that was a changeup. 
like they basically you would think are they have they have similar movement, similar speeds. So I don't know what to call it. His off-speed pitch pitches, but they were swing and miss pitches. I mean, he got when batter swung at his splitter, they missed half the time. They they touched nothing. Whiff. They whiffed at the pitch. So that is awesome. That is just a tremendous result. I can't even imagine. These are major league hitters, and you you are making them not even be able to make contact half the time you throw this particular pitch. That is incredible. And so tonight we see if he's able to, is one start, anything can happen. And even if it's bad, it doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't necessarily say something about him. But it begins an important season because he's he did just opt for this one-year contract. He had multi-year offers. But if he can have that same type of season, he would be in line for a pretty substantial contract. So an important year for him. The motivation may end up helping the Giants because he wants to be the best version of himself, and he's very motivated by the financial implications. Just briefly, the Mariners do not, they're not at full strength. Number one, Jared Kelnick, a stud prospect who's probably MLB ready, they sent him down likely due to service time manipulation. Number two, Kyle Lewis, the 2020 Rookie of the Year in the American League, is going to be on the injured list and not play in this series. So the Giants are seemingly catching the Mariners at a good time. In about a month, they'll probably have Kelnick and Lewis in the lineup. So that I think the Giants are the better team in this series. They were 4-0 and against the Mariners last year, and they really they thumped that team. So Mariners are probably hungry for revenge, but the Giants, I just continue to think, are a better team. Mariners starting pitching is probably what to be most concerned about with uh, Gonzalez and then Paxton, who dominated dominated the Giants in a spring game just a few days ago. So we'll we'll get you set for that. Tomorrow we'll have another episode breaking down this first game of the year. So we'll be back to cover it. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspik. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out so much. I read every every review and you guys have made me feel really appreciated. So I appreciate you just as much. So anyway, I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Go Giants. Happy 2021. And we'll see you next time.